All the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords. For the segment, we're joined by Adam in the studio. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well. <laughs> did you watch the presidential debate last uh, night? I did, and it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, was he- it was heated, right? <laughs> it I mean, always is, though. It always is, but it always escalates to something bigger and something more in the offensive, as yeah. it was the last TV debate amongst the four major presidential candidates. It's certainly a very uh, mm. popcorn-worthy yeah. TV programming. Yeah. With a lot of uh, mm. funny bits as well. It turns and memes out online that you've seen from the TV debates. You yeah. know, in turn, what that tells me is that a lot of people are invested in the election. Yeah. They are interested in the candidates. Yeah. I mean, meme is is also you know just a yeah. one other way of saying people are engaged, and yeah. that's important, right? Yeah, we can take some solace in that. Of course, a lot I would of like to find invested. some solace in that. <laughs> <laughs> in terms right. of the actual contents of the debate. Mm. <laughs> well, that's also up for debate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of which, let's first jump into our first keyword of the day. Unified candidate. Starting with the presidential race, uh, Yoon Sung-yeol and Anter Su are set to have reached a tentative deal to field a unified opposition candidate. Seems like they were discussing we into the night last night until 2.30am, mm-hmm. according to reports. What's yeah. the latest? Well, not tentative anymore, apparently, because they just held a press conference, uh, literally <laughs> on the strike of 8am, which right. is when we start this corner. Mm. Uh, but just a little background into this, there was a lot of debate over will they or won't they unify? There's been a bit of like a... Uh, a bit of push and pull from both sure, sides. Sure. And it seemed that a deal was off the table, actually, after Yoon announced that Anne wasn't interested at all. Mm. Uh, but Yoon did hint that he was still open to the idea. Mm. Uh, but the two candidates, yes, they reportedly met after their final TV debate yesterday, as you said, into the wee hours. Um, they initially were reported to have reached a tentative agreement, but now they are... Uh, yeah, mm. it's official now, okay. uh, according to the press conference. Okay. And the uh, unified uh, opposition candidate has been reached. It will be Yoon Song-yo with An Cho-su withdrawing his candidacy, mm. declaring his support for Yoon. All right. This is just uh, a day ahead of us going to the polls for early voting, right? Yeah. Uh, we're now, again, less than a week away from the election. And now news outlets are no longer allowed to report on new public opinion mm. polls. That's right. This isn't new. This usually happens uh, about <laughs> a week before a major election sure. like the presidential election <laughs> to less be, to be less disruptive i suppose yeah exactly that is the exact point uh, and they will be prohibited media outlets will be prohibited from releasing public opinion poll results starting today until voting ends at 6:30 p.m. next wednesday 6:30 of course because of those uh, the hour and a half extension for those infected with COVID-19. Now, the move is to avoid, as you said, of course, uh, distorting the true intentions of voters and, of course, disrupting the fairness of the electoral process. Uh, news outlets, though, are allowed to report on polls that were conducted before today. Mm. Um, at the moment, with the latest polls, it's really hard to tell who is the favourite to win the presidency at the moment. Both front frontrunners, uh, Yoon sung and Lee Jae-myung, are pretty much neck and neck in mm. public opinion polls released yesterday. Uh, Yoon is slightly ahead of E, according to the latest Real Meter survey, but only about by about th- three percentage points. Mm-hmm. But there are other polls conducted elsewhere that show E to be in front. So it really mm. is a neck and neck battle and we'll have to see. So they are in dead heat, the two leading candidates. And Chosu is no longer in the picture as well, <laughs> just to make clear. Just to clarify, <laughs> yeah. our supporting is official support for Yun sung mm-hmm. On to our second keyword of the day. 
Pandemic update. Let's get the latest from the pandemic. And new cases have dropped back down to below the 200,000 mark. That seems to be an important psychological marker, mm. but this is ahead of, of course, yet reaching its yeah. peak. What's the latest? Yeah, so there were just over 186,000 cases as of 9 p.m. yesterday. That's nearly 18,000 less cases than the same period the day before. Now, the drop is being attributed to less testing during the March 1st movement holiday. That was uh, Tuesday. Now, today's reported cases are expected to near or could surpass the 200,000 mark again, though uh, when Italian cases uh, are reported till midnight. Mm -hmm. Now, health officials are on alert, though, over a new variant that's being called Stealth Omicron. Now, it's officially called BA.2 and is taking up more than more of the new infections in Korea, as well as other countries as well. There are studies suggesting it is more transmissible than BA.1, which is the original strain of the Omicron variant. Now, it took up about 1% of infections in the first week of February, but it went up to 10.3% in the fourth week. Now, the reason for the stealthy nickname is that it lacks a mutation that makes other versions of Omicron easy to differentiate from Delta, Mm, mm. uh, but it still does appear on testing uh, that you have been infected with Omicron, so Mm. there's no concerns there. Uh, and also health of experts have been actually downplaying uh, the concerns. Uh, existing COVID-19 vaccines offer the same protection against BA2 as mm-hmm. they do against the original strain of Omicron. Uh, people who've recovered from an infection caused by the original Omicron strain appear mm-hmm. to have strong protection against BA2. Mm-hmm. That's according to the WHO. Mm. Uh, there are conflicting studies, however, on the severity of infection. So mm-hmm. some are saying that it's about on par or less severe than mm. the, the original. So I'm saying it's more, it's uh, really hard to tell at the moment. All right. For us to have a more conclusive stance on that, there need to be more data collected yeah, still on early this uh, BA.2. Yes. All right. On to our third keyword of the day. New normal. The United States has unveiled a new plan to usher in a new normal as the pandemic eases in that country. Run us through the details. Yeah, so it started slowly kind of going in that direction, sure. uh, but it's now ha- it now has a 96-page plan on the plan and comes a week after the CDC loosened mask guidance nationwide. 96 pages? 96 pages, yes. So it sounds really specific. Yes, very specific. Now, the administration's plan has four main pillars, Mm. uh, which is basically mainly protect against and treat COVID-19 cases, prepare for new variants, uh, prevent business and school closures, and continue to distribute vaccines globally. Uh, Now, the newest feature of the plan is a goal to offer a one-stop, what's known as test-to-treat seat uh, system at Mm. hundreds of pharmacies, health centers, and other sites from this month. Uh, People can confirm whether they have COVID-19, and if they're at high risk, they can get treated with antivirals on the spot at no cost. Uh, The plan also aims to have the U.S. mask free as Mm. per the CDC's revised guidelines. Um, The government, though, is evaluating whether to lift the requirement to wear masks on airplanes and public transport. Uh, That current rule expires on March 18th. And the plan also calls for Congress um, to boost funding for ongoing vigilance against COVID-19 to purchase treatments and shore up the testing supply as Mm. well as prepare for new variants. Uh, and it also proposes a slate of long-term investments, uh, including research for a pan-COVID-19 vaccine. So mm. it's basically a mixture of short-term and long-term uh, mm. solutions to this virus. So it seems that they're going to also continue to invest in research right. and development of vaccines yes. too. All right, on to our fourth keyword of the day. 
Escaping Ukraine. Uh, Korea is moving its mission Ukraine from Kiev to a safe area in the country as Russia continues its, its attacks on the country. Mm-hmm. What's the latest? Yeah, the exact location hasn't been revealed, but the ambassador, Kim Yong-tae, and other embassy staff were moving to the new location along with six South Korean nationals who expressed intent to move out of the city. Uh, Seoul's foreign ministry says the decision was made because it became basically difficult to continue embassy operations and guarantee the staff's safety, especially amid the uh, Russian attacks. Now, the ministry's temporary offices in Lviv near the Polish border and Chernevsky near Romania will actually continue operations to support Korean residents uh, in the country. Now, currently there are about 40 Koreans left in Ukraine, uh, not counting diplomats. About half of them, though, have expressed their wish to stay there. Uh, Meanwhile, as a whole, the UN Refugee Agency says that more than 660,000 people, mostly women and children, uh, have fled Ukraine to neighbouring countries uh, in the last six days. So, yes, Mm. the situation is still very dire. Uh, It seems that as the situation worsens, EU Mm. wants to provide this sort of blanket refugee agreement, and we're still waiting on the results of that. Mm -hmm. On to our fifth keyword of the day. EV sales surge. So sales of electric vehicles have skyrocketed over the past couple of months in Korea. Run us mm. through the numbers and why that is. Yeah, certainly alarming numbers, actually. Sales of Korean-made Mm-mm. EVs last month came to about 12,400. That's a 12-fold increase compared to January. Um, now, you may be wondering why there is such a big leap just in the space of two months. Well, EV sales actually rise usually between January and February every year. Oh, since that? Since the demand for EVs. EVs went up, that is. That's because most subsidies laid out by local governments are confirmed in February Uh every year. So therefore, people usually (laughs) hold out on buying EVs in January Mm. because they can know what deal or a better deal they can get in February. Mm. Now, if we look at the last year's figure, there were 195 EVs sold in January and nearly 3,900 the following (laughs) month. So it just goes to show that this uh, wait-and-see approach happens in the first two months. That's a pretty big difference. It is a pretty difference. Now, if we look at the whole year, sales surge in uh, February, uh, usually, and they peak around October, Mm. and they actually start to slow down in November and December. Um, But there have been more EVs that have been sold year on year. Last month's figure is about three times that of the February 2021 figure. And the main reason for this is because of new EVs being released, new models. Uh, Hyundai still enjoys the most amount of sales, followed by Kia uh, and Renault Samsung. Of course, Hyundai has the Genesis brand uh, within it as well, which counts towards its sales. Mm. So Mm. it is still at the top of that list. Leading its race. Mm -hmm. And on to our last keyword of the day. Plastic Pollution Treaty. This actually lines up perfectly with our question unboxing, uh, well, question of the day, if you Mm -hmm. will. How can we use less plastic? Well, maybe there needs to be intergovernmental policies to trickle down on us. The UN has approved apparently a resolution to create the world's first ever global plastic pollution treaty. Tell Mm. us a little bit more. Yeah, so the, uh, excuse me, the Mm. UN Environment Assembly says it's the most significant green deal since the 2015 uh, Paris Climate Agreement. Now, the heads of state and environmental ministers of Uh, 175 nations erupted uh, into applause when the deal was made. It says the stage for international negotiations uh, designed to produce a treaty by 2024. So this is just a resolution. It's not a treaty in itself. There's no Mm. details at the moment. Those are things that need to be ironed out. (laughs) Uh, Member states have been holding talks for about a week in Nairobi in order to uh, Mm. agree on this resolution. 
Now, plastic pr uh, production has risen exponentially in the last decade and now amounts to some 400 million tonnes per year. And that figure is actually set to double by 2040, uh, which is... Uh, highlighting the urgency of the need to uh, reach this treaty as soon as possible. Now, the treaty would cover the full life cycle of plastics, including production, design and disposal. So it's basically trying to um, solve the root problem, mm. uh, not the symptoms of the problem. So less than just the use of maybe one-time use plastic. That's just right. a part of that discussion then, right? We about we talk about maybe pr disposing it more properly, ensuring mm -hmm. that it does get recycled too. Right, that is right. Uh, now, uh, it will also aim to tackle the issue of plastic waste in the sea as well, in the oceans, which has also been a big uh, problem as well. Um, I just have some breaking news on the unified candidacy of the main opposition. Uh, the joint press conference is currently going on mm. um, with An Su currently talking about the need to make a joint government with the main opposition candidate Yun Song Yeo. So we could see a joining of the parties as well. We need to see. We'll have to wait and yeah. see because uh, it just started at 8 a.m. today. So yeah. maybe before the end of the show, I'll have the all the details. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Adam, for today's coverage. You're welcome. It was there was breaking news. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Super <was>, uh, speaking. <laughs> Live shows. That's what it's all about. Thank you very much. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.